With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith They bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- tr- <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Five Star Friday. I'm here with a great guest. I don't have him in studio, but I got him on the line. None other than Four Star Office of Lyman, Queen Creek, Arizona, Mr. Jackson McBride. Jax, what's good? It's going pretty good, Coach. How's everything, man? It's going pretty good. I'm just at school right now. No doubt, man. How's school going? It's going pretty good. My uh, just popping on some grades, getting everything taken care of. Now, when I was in school, man, I wasn't that great. I was a little bit below average. How, how are your grades? Well, I'm not going to lie. At one point, they were kind of slipping a little bit, but uh, just these last couple of years, I've picked everything back up. No, no, that's a good thing, man. Remember, you know, uh, school is the new cool, baby. So you got to get in there. You got to bust your tail. So anyway, glad to have you on the Transparent Truth. I know you're a fan of the show, but glad to have you here on Five Star Friday. For those of you who don't know, Jackson McBride, one of the rising and one of the hottest offensive linemen here in the West, Queen Creek, Arizona, 6'7", 295 pounds, a terrific looking prospect. And I got in here on the transparent truth. We're going to ask him a couple questions, get into some recruiting later on down the line. But, Jackson, tell us a little bit about um, you and kind of where you grew up and about your family. Sounds good. So, like you said, I'm out here in the West, uh, Queen Creek, Arizona, in the Valley. Um, my whole family's kind of kind of a big fan. We all, we, we all really love our football. You know how it is out here. Yep. Uh, so I got, into the, I got into the game really young. Started six years old and played every single year since. Oh, nice, nice. Now, do you have any older brothers and sisters that played? I had an older brother that played uh, through high school, which it was big inspiration for me. Kind of, kind of put me on the track. Like I, I've got to finish through. I mean, it was a, it was a big inspiration for me to finish through football. Okay, so you started off at six years old. Now you're six seven and two ninety. Were you always the biggest kid on the field, kind of in youth ball? <laughs> um, no, actually. So earlier on, when I first started, I was actually a, I was actually a quarterback. Wow. Yeah, and then it, I switched to uh, every every year. I just kind of progressively got bigger. So I, was, I started a quarterback, and then I ended up being fullback, the tight end, and then got up into the line. Okay, so you 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 kind of run the gamut of on positions, and you know how important each position is. Now, tell me about when you were a quarterback back in the day. Could you throw the pill? Could you toss the rock? I could, yeah. Um, be honest, well, it was a younger team that I was quarterback on, so it was more of a we ran the ball a lot. But when when I had to, I could definitely. I could definitely get the ball out of there. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So that's awesome. So tell me, were you always a football guy? I mean, did you love the sport at six years old, or did it have to grow on you as time went along? 
No, I definitely, I always loved the sport. My whole, like I said, my whole entire, not only just my, my direct family, but everyone in my extended family as well, they all love football. So I was introduced to a young age, and I, I don't think there was ever a time where I didn't really just love the game. No question. So you, you played the skill position, you played some fullback, got the rock. I know you towed it to pill a little bit, scored a couple touchdowns, you threw it as a quarterback, played some tight end. When did you make the move to offensive line? When did you know that, hey, I'm an offensive lineman, and this is what I want. Um, I think it was so my first my first year in junior high football. Actually, was when I was moved to to offensive lineman at right tackle. Okay, first year in junior high, and what was that transition like for you? Was it was it difficult? Um, were you did you did you want it? Did you not want it? How did it feel? Um, at first, at first I was a little disappointed, but it only took about three days of being with the linemen, being around those kids. Like, if the linemen have their own little special bond, I like to think about. Yes. And uh, and they definitely, it, it didn't take long before I, I knew that linemen was my favorite position on the team. Okay, so in junior high ball, you made the switch to left tackle. Moving on to high school, talk to me a little bit about last season. Last season, you were a junior there in Queen Creek. And for those of you who don't know, Queen Creek is a, is a booming area um, out in Arizona. But you were a junior offensive lineman. Was that your first year on varsity? And how did the season go for you personally and for your team generally, uh, you know, specifically? So, definitely. So, uh, yeah, like you said, um, I was uh, on varsity. It was, my, it was my first full year. The year before that, I got, I got injured and I just out a few games. So, this was my first full year. But, um, yeah, as a team, we... We won state, so I mean that's that's all you can say about that. We did pretty good as a team, uh, and as like how I played too, I would say I played pretty well. It was, um, it, it, it was definitely the first year that I I really just kind of I don't know how to explain it. Kind of like uh, just played to play, I guess. I wasn't so focused on anything else. It was just it was mainly just playing because I. I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed being around the people. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the the crowd that came every Friday, and I knew that we were we were going to have a good chance to win the state, and we ended up doing that. So, the state championship had to feel good, and you know, you get to the off season, and your your recruiting hadn't taken off yet. Yeah, so you, not yet. so you attended a few events this off season. Tell us a little bit about both events, the big events, the big national combines that you attended, and tell us how you did. Okay, definitely. So, I attended the the national combine one, uh, the one in in, in San Texas, Antonio. which okay, yeah, mm-hmm. in San Antonio, and uh, and that was epic. That was the first big camp I did. Uh, I went in a little nervous, not really knowing how everything went down, but I performed really well. Uh, there was definitely it was a it was a jump in competition, I guess you could say, with some of the kids that I was some of the kids that were there. Yeah, uh, that I wasn't used to playing some of those big Texas boys. Right, and uh, so it was definitely an experience. But the the World Combine, the one that I did in in Florida, that was definitely that's what definitely helped me out. It was uh, I went in there, I had a little bit of a feel for it. Um, some of the same kids too, that so I already knew a couple kids, knew how they were, and uh, it was just a great experience. I went in there; there were it was great coaches, great just a great environment. People who knew what they were doing and just loved the loved the process and. After being uh, being listed as one of the top ten offensive linemen there, everything just kind of 
it blew up. I mean, I was having coaches call me right after that, and I would say that was one of the big, one of the big helps. Yeah, no question about it. So you went to San Antonio, was a little bit nervous, thought you performed well, but once you got down to Orlando at the World Bowl National Combine, felt a little bit more comfortable, some familiar faces, you made top 10 offensive line prospect at the camp and performer, and then your phone started blowing up off the hook. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, who's been in contact and uh, who has offered you already. Definitely. So, like you said, uh, right after that, Combine, everything just blew up. Uh, some of the schools that were that started calling me, we had everybody from uh, from BYU, Utah, uh, U of A was a big one, um, Michigan, uh, Oregon. Right after that, Oregon started started calling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a few. We have a few more that I can look at the list actually right now if you want me to. No, that's all right. That, that's a good number. So those people have been in contact. Who has offered you so far? Uh, Utah. Uh-huh. Um, Utah, BYU, NAU. Uh, um, I have to check a couple okay. of the other ones. Okay. Okay. So a couple of Pac-12. You got Pac-12 school. You got an independent in Utah. Uh, I know you're making some trips to some junior days. You got some visits coming up. Tell me a little bit about your schedule moving forward. Definitely. So this next March uh, is when it gets it gets a little bit busy. I've got um, just all in March. I have Oregon, UCLA, USC, Michigan, U of A, Maryland. Syracuse, Ole Miss, Pitt, and Penn, all in March. Wow. So you, you're going to make an East Coast swing. Sounds like you're going to make a little bit of a, a, a dirty South swing, and you're definitely going to yeah. hit the West Coast schools, correct? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And when you go to these visits, these unofficial visits, these junior days, what are you looking for? Like, which school I'm looking like, what I look at for in the school? Yeah, what are you looking for in the school? Well, a big thing for me is uh, is it's how how the players interact with each other because I've been to some of these like visits and some of these junior days and you can definitely tell which schools have a more like just have a closer closer group of kids. Sure, I, I look at that a lot. Okay, yeah, that that absolutely makes sense. Um, talk to me a little bit about. I know you're really excited to go visit Oregon. Talk to me why about why you're so excited and why are they so intriguing for you. Definitely. So, my whole life, Oregon's kind of been one of those, one of those uh, favorites of mine. I, I don't really, I don't really know why they were. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I never lived there, and I don't have any family out there. But it was just kind of, I don't know if it was like the uniforms that I like just loved from a young age. But it's always just been one of my top schools. And the second that they reached out, it was just unreal. It was one of the best experiences of my life. No question about it. You know, Oregon, they're known right now for having a very physical office of line, of course, sophomore Penne Sewell, uh, Outland Trophy winner this past football season. What do you think, or what other schools other than Oregon um, do you have kind of on your, if you had a wish list, let's say of five schools that you can go to anywhere in the country inside a letter of intent. If you had a wish list and then Santa Claus was here, what schools would be on that list? Uh, definitely Oregon would be 
on that list. Mm-hmm. Oregon, uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan's a big one. Um, Cal. Mm-hmm. And then Ole Miss, definitely. Okay. And then I, you got one more? Probably Auburn. Yeah, Auburn? Probably Auburn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what's so intriguing for you about Ole Miss? Um, in Auburn, I know you know you're a West Coast kid. Grew up on the, on the West. You like the West Coast schools. Of course, Michigan is is out in the Big Ten. But what specifically about the SEC, Auburn and Ole Miss, has kind of piqued your interest? Probably, I'd have to say, not only do I love the area, like how how much football is just loved out there. Yeah, I'd have to say it's just a different level of of playing, in my opinion. You've got. I mean, if you want to, in my opinion, if you want to see the top, like if you want to see the top level of college ball, you go, you go SEC. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I think that it's definitely interesting. It just kind of catches my interest. Well, a lot of the top kids from the class of 2020 on the West Coast went out east or, or back to SEC country. Do you think that that was um, the the thought their thought process when they were making the decision? The same thing that you're thinking. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I think that's it's something that probably crosses everybody's everybody's minds because you look at you look at the schools in SEC and you definitely recognize them. They're definitely some of the bigger ones. There's no question about it. So for those of uh, of those people who don't know about Jackson McBride, and, and can you describe yourself and your playing style to the audience? Um, I I'd have to say I just play I play aggressive. I mean. That's, that's all there is to it. When there's someone in front of me and and they they think they can get past me, I just I have to prove it to them that they can't. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you, you definitely proved that to us uh, and to me down at the World Bowl National Combine. You did a great job again, a, a top 10 offensive line performer. And, of course, since then, the, the phone has been blowing off the hook, a couple scholarship offers, a lot of visits set up uh, for this upcoming March. you got a busy, busy schedule. Um is there anything that you want to say about your hometown, about your team, your coaches, anybody you could shout out right now before we kind of wrap this interview up? Yeah, for sure. Uh, about Queen Creek, there's definitely some there's some talent out here. Uh, sometimes it gets it's, it gets overlooked because it's just a little area, but there's some there's some hidden talent out here. It's it's, it's pretty impressive. And then someone I'd like to shout out is uh, there's two people actually. It's my trainer coach PJ he's done it's remarkable the stuff that he's done for me just helping me get help me get situated and help me out with the process you know sure and then uh, and then coach Peterson he was last year during football season he was a big help when when things would get rough or just when anything would happen he was just he was always there for me and I appreciate that Absolutely. Well, you know, coaches are some of the most important people in the world. I was once one. and I know the impact that they can have on young people. And it sounds like you're training your coaches or having an impact on you. So that's a fantastic thing. So uh, shout out to those guys, Coach PJ and Coach Peterson. I think their names are. And uh, we appreciate all the work that they're doing for you, Jackson, and for the Queen Creek community. Because I know it does it, it extends beyond just kind of your personal engagement with them. So with all that said, big fella, I know you got to get back to your books I don't want to keep you from your chemistry class but I appreciate you joining the Transparent Truth I look forward to getting you back on the show tapping in with me uh, kind of during the season letting us know how your senior season is going okay no, no question about it state champion Jackson McBride out of Queen Creek Arizona here on the Transparent Truth
All right, we appreciate Jax McBride for coming on the show. Five Star Friday being our guest. And uh, it was it was exciting to hear from him as a young guy who again came out to our national combine at the World Bowl, performed beautifully, had an unbelievable frame at 6'7", 290. And um, he has a very bright future, SEC country, Pac-12. He's going to end up going wherever he wants to. Once these coaches um, get in front of him, they see the type of frame he has, the type of length he has, his athletic ability at that tackle position. So again, thank you, Jackson, for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Uh, without further ado, it's time to bring this baby to a close. But before we do that, we have to remind you that every day or every show, we have a Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really entrenched in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. And I'm back. Let's wrap this baby up. Thank you for joining me here on The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.